Celebrating the connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio, featuring your dream team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White and groomer Joey Villani. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. I don't know. It looks overbooked to me. It's, uh, it's a it's, really big show. It is a big today. show. It's, it is overloaded. Toll free, 1-866-405-8405 to reach out to the dream team, Dr. Debbie or Joey Villani. On the show today, Jackson Galaxy. The guy who always puts cat in front of every word. He's, well, he does. Catification. Catastic. Cat, yeah, absolutely. He has a brand new book out, and I understand. Absolutely. It, he, cats, of course. He will be, okay, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> He'll be joining us in just a few minutes right here on Animal Radio. Also, from the Guinness World Book of Records, we're going to have a representative talking about some amazing animal records that have been set, including the uh, longest tongue on a dog. I've seen pictures of this dog. It's uh, it's quite amazing. Here, I'll hold up pictures so you can see that. That's one long tongue, huh? Yes. I had a patient who had a really long tongue, and it was actually, a few things grossed me out, but this tongue did gross me out. It was just really just too much. Yeah. I, well, tongues do gross you out. You mentioned that before. This is not yes. the first time. I don't know yeah. why. That's weird because you like weird smells. You like all kinds of weird stuff. And tongues. I mean, it's a tongue. Uh, it's it's like it's when it's got a life of its own and it's not attached to the being. <laughs> That's where it's like, you know, it's kind of almost like a serpent coming up and it's like trying to get you. <laughs> uh, also on the show today, we're going to bless the animals. We love doing this every year. Reverend James Capers will be blessing the animals here. So grab your animals, bring them around the radio so they're all ready when it's time to bless them. Uh, Lori, what are you working on over there in the newsroom? Well, California has a new first-in-the-country statewide law ever that dramatically will impact the pets that are available to you in your state. Okay. That's on the way in just a couple of minutes. Which one, Judy? Four? Line four. Okay. Or should I say line 5237? Yes, I was going to say. <laughs> Didn't Dr. Debbie want that to be line 17, 18, 19, 20 today? I think so, yeah. yeah. Or green. We need to exercise our math skills, remember? I want the Paisley line today. <laughs> We're going directly to the Paisley line. <laughs> this portion of Animal Radio is underwritten by Vetra Science. Just like their owners, pets, you know, they get older. Their joints stiffen up and jumping for joy suddenly becomes more difficult. Glycoflex hip and joint supplements from VetraScience help support your pet's joint health. Thanks, VetraScience, for underwriting Animal Radio. Well, hello, Kathy. How are you doing? Oh, I'm great. How are you? Good. Where are you calling from today? Oh, I live in Simi Valley. Oh, the L.A. area, probably listening on Coast. What I is... listen to Coast, and I heard your show. Yes. Well, the whole team is here for you right now. Oh, what... great. What's going on? I appreciate on? that. Well, my, my Beagle Lucky, she's a mini Beagle. She's a real sweetheart. But uh, in the last year, I've noticed at night, in the middle of the night, she has anxiety attacks. She'll start scratching at the floor, or she won't even lay down and go to sleep with me. But, like, if I get up to go to the bathroom, she's, like, right under my legs. And I didn't know if maybe she was going blind or something, and I asked her vet. And didn't get any answers. But then she did it about two weeks ago in broad daylight. Mm, okay. You know, so I don't know if if she's sensing an animal or I don't know what what she what what's going on with Lucky. It happens very random. 
Okay. And when this, when these episodes happen, does she seem to be, um, kind of uncommunicative? Uh, does she kind of know where she's at? Does she seem to kind of get lost? She acts like, almost like she doesn't know where she's at and she'll like stare. Mm-hmm. You know? Okay. I almost thought at one point I had ghosts or something, but, you know, um, it's oh, so no. random. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, I tried to get her like lay on, just lay on the bed with me or just relax or, you know, settle down, and she starts scratching at the floor. Okay. And is she having anything else going on, any other problems? Um, is she having any house training accidents, like peeing, pooping in the house? Um, is she eating okay? She's eating okay. She's having her normal, she's supposed to use her piddle pads when I'm not home, and um, so far I haven't noticed her sneaking in a corner or anything. Okay. Well, there's a there's a whole syndrome of nighttime anxiety um, disorders, and um, it isn't all kind of a easy diagnosis because there's a lot of different problems that can cause nighttime anxiety and odd behaviors in, in elderly dogs. So the things we kind of talk about medically that are well worth looking into and uh, do require some testing. So it's not just, hey, does my dog have this? Um, it's going right. to take a little bit of looking. So the things we'd look at would be uh, seizures. Uh, seizure activity can oftentimes uh, manifest with anxiety, abnormal behavior, uh, sometimes repetitive movements. We can see problems with uh, the circulatory system, heart problems, or high blood pressure that can cause um, weird sensations, feelings um, that can act dogs that cause dogs to act oddly. Um, but other things like pain, um, other types of uh, tumors that we might have somewhere in the body. But the, the other kind of big thing that I really look at in an elderly pet can be cognitive dysfunction. Uh, we abbreviate it as CDS, um, kind of the closest thing to Alzheimer's in dogs and there there is an actual syndrome where dogs will have a whole host of different things sometimes it's they lose their sleep wake cycle so they may be more active or do things oddly during the night hours but may sleep soundly um, well at night Um, and just like in Alzheimer's and people this may be at sundown or, you know, in the nighttime hours where we see these behaviors. Um, dogs with cognitive dysfunction may be confused, uh, vocalizing, circling, or doing things that are repetitive. Yeah, um, repetitive, she does repetitive stuff, like go under the bed and then, and, and then come out and then scratch at the floor. Yeah. She yeah. Does that. Okay. So, that diagnosis, we really have to kind of check for those other things. So this would definitely be something where for a senior pet having these symptoms, um, I'm, I'd say to you, thank you for bringing this up because it may be cognitive dysfunction, but it may be something else. So we do need to check your pet out and do some some baseline test. If it okay. isn't and we find out everything else is okay and we're fitting into this older dog cognitive problem, we, you know, we recognize it's really common in pets really over 11 years of age. Um, oh, and, uh, and there are some things we can try. Um, so we can try things like um, medications. There's a um, medicine uh, called selegiline, which is given once a day in the morning to help minimize the symptoms related to cognitive decline in dogs and cats as well. And then there's also things like therapeutic diets. Um, Science Diet has a food called BD, which helps to improve the cognitive performance that we see in dogs after they're fed this for about a month, for about two to uh, two weeks to 
to two months. And it actually can improve their um, responsiveness, their interactions, kind of their daily things. Um, but other things that we may look at, um, a lot of times I'll supplement things like SAM-E. Um, or we may try things like melatonin to help with just some nighttime sleeping. And then occasionally some anti-anxiety medicines just to kind of help facilitate sleeping. Because I've had people that call me and say, oh my gosh, my dog is keeping me up all night and yeah. I can't sleep and my work is being affected. And so we really at sometimes have to try some short-term, some short-gap you know, therapies where we just try and an anti-anxiety medicine at night to see if we can try something to get some sleep for everybody in the house while we look at the causes and um, you know more long-term solutions for things. So there's definitely things we can do for you, Kathy. Um, but I do okay. think you just kind of have to you know be an advocate for your pet and say, hey, I, you know, we really got to do something. Something's not okay. right with my dog's behavior here. Okay, so so I'll call the vet and, and then tell her what you said and, and then do some testing and, and see if there's some medication that will calm her down at night is what you're saying. Okay. Yeah, yeah, a whole okay. host of things. And there's a lot of great natural remedies out there as well that we can throw into the mix of things. So um, there's a lot we can try. Um, but let us know um, how things go and if we can get some improvement for, for your night and hers. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I, I so much appreciate it. I really appreciate your help. Thank you so much, Dr. Deb. I really appreciate it. So My at least pleasure. I have something I can discuss with the vet and at least have some direction. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you very much. Thank you okay. for your call, Kathy. We appreciate it. Keep us posted. Let us know how it goes. The number is toll-free, 1-866-405-8405 to reach out to Dr. Debbie or to Joey Volani. Oh, and don't forget, you can also ask your question from the free Animal Radio app for iPhone, Android, and BlackBerry. This portion of Animal Radio is underwritten by VetraScience. Give your pets the extra support they need. From Glycoflex joint support to composure for pet stress, VetraScience has the supplement for all of your pet's needs. Thanks, VetraScience, for underwriting Animal Radio. Hi, it's Alan Cable. You know, dogs are dogs and people are people. I work with two folks this week. Each of them had the same problem. Their dog basically tries to rip their shoulder off at the end of a leash. And the guy I was working with, he let the dog off the leash. What do you think the dog did? Started jumping on him, grabbing the leash with his teeth. Pretty disrespectful behavior, wouldn't you say? You might not, but if that dog were part of a dog pack and did that to the alpha, he'd get a smackdown. Not with words or conversation like people do, but with swift action, a swift curve. Correction. A lot of people refuse to accept that their dog's a dog. They pretend the dogs are human. They think he understands everything they're saying and that he likes everything that humans like. Here's an example. Who doesn't love a hug? I'll tell you who. Most dogs. A hug is threatening to most dogs. They'll put up with it from their human pack members. But when a stranger does it, it signals domination and an invasion of space. It makes a dog feel threatened. We communicate with words. But if you really want to understand your dog or any dog, you have to watch their body language, their eyes, and what they do when you and other people are around. They learn by observing us. For instance, let's say you had a rug in your kitchen, and the only time you gave your dog a treat is when he was on this rug. You'll notice the dog connects the dots. He figures out that when he's in that place, he gets a treat. So, every time you walk in the room, you'll notice your dog moves to that spot. He even stays in that spot when you're not in the room. This is a cool way to train your dog to do lots of stuff. You're rewarding him for something he's already doing that you like. Then take it a step further. If he's not on the rug, point at it. If he doesn't move, you, while pointing at the rug, start moving towards it. You can use the word treat repeatedly, too. If he's still not moving, get a treat and hold it in your hand while still pointing at the rug and moving towards it. 
Trust me, your dog's going to get the message. And pretty soon, you'll be able to point to get him to go wherever you want him to. People will be fascinated how your dog will do what you want him to without ever saying a word. The greatest thing you can do for your dog is to be a strong pack leader and give him structure. He'll be calm and happy for it. This is Animal Radio, baby. Those big, scary storms can be terrifying for your pet. And we know that when they're stressed, so are you. Take good care of your buddy with VetraScience Composure. VetraScience Composure helps ease anxiety for pets caused by storms, travel, and owner separation. It won't sedate them, and your pets will love the taste. Also, try our Glycoflex for hip and joint health, as well as multivitamins and probiotics. Find VetraScience supplements at your local pet store, Petco, or your vet. Learn more at VetraScience.com. Hey, this is Sean Hayes on Animal Radio. Remember to spay and neuter your pets. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. Ah, the studio animals have gone wild. They are. They get along so good. The cats and the dogs are playing. It's so cute. Are you going to dress them up for Halloween? Yeah, actually, I am both. Uh, my cat uh, loves wearing a cape, and my dog... Your cat loves wearing a cape. That's my a, cat not loves something it. you hear a lot. I know, but he likes it, and then I'll, I dress up my dog every year. What's the dog going to be this year? Do you, you don't know yet. Well, I still have a couple days. Huh. I, I actually, you know, I was thinking about going ahead and just doing the red Kool-Aid and making her... Because she's white with black spots, making it red with black spots. Oh, so she is a ladybug. She is a ladybug, oh, yes. Oh, that's a ingenious. And the Kool-Aid's okay to do? Kool-Aid is safe, yes. It is safe. And yes. it, right, it'll color Dr. Debbie? <laughs> it is. And, but you know, it'll attract Nikki to want to lick her a lot. <laughs> <laughs> She'll be like, oh, she tastes like a cherry popsicle. <laughs> the studio's probably split half and half here as far as whether or not you should wear Halloween co- or whether or not your pet should wear Halloween costumes. I custom. think more of us do, Hal. I don't think it's half and half. Oh, Lord, yes. Yeah. Yeah, you and Dr. Debbie. Laura, you don't dress up your animals, do you? No, I don't. I, I deal with that every day with, you know, making dog stuff for shelter dogs. So I, I let my own dog, I make my own dogs actually model the things that we donate for shelter dogs. So I, I see how much they don't like it. Ah, yeah. Oh, see, I don't believe that. I think my dogs love it. Yeah. And if they don't love it, I make it so that they do dig it. You know, like there's, there's got to be some kind of treat, some kind of fun. They get attention. They, they love it exactly. because I make it fun. But I would try that with Lucy, but trying to get a picture of her, it was crazy. She would yawn. She would, you know, make her head go in circles. She would look mm. away from, I mean, anything that she, and her tongue would go up to her eyeballs practically. And I can send you pictures of that. Uh, she just hated it. Sunday's not so bad, though. We have a lot of great pictures, photos over at our Facebook page. We're doing a contest, a, a pet costume contest. One that I saw over there, I don't know if you saw this, Judy, was the martini glass. Oh, I love yes, that one. with the so cone of shame. The cone of shame. And I don't know if the dog needed to wear the cone of shame. It, it's a great picture. If you haven't seen these photos, head on over to our Facebook page. And if you are dressing up your uh, dog or hamster or flamingo for Halloween, uh, go ahead and send us some pictures or upload them to our Facebook page and be eligible for this great prize package that we have in the corner of the studio here. Lori, what are you working on over there in the newsroom, speaking of Halloween? I'm going to ask you guys to think of a number. Let me just give you a clue, okay? On how much Americans spend on pet Halloween costumes for this year. Now, it used to be just seven years ago, the number doubled for this year. 
So think about mm. how fast Halloween has grown for pets and how much money we have spent this year on pet costumes alone. Okay. Crazy. Crazy, I gotta tell you. Huh? Okay. Uh, hey, Walter, how are you doing? Okay, well, I have a cat who makes it very difficult for me to apply the Advantage 2 to the back of her neck. She okay. shifts her head all around. And I was wondering if there's some, some gadget or some way I can teach her to <laughs> stop doing that and allow me to part her hair. It's a long-haired cat, too. Okay, so she's kind of doing the exorcist when you're trying to do this. <laughs> okay. Well, um, the easiest thing is to have a... Uh, uh, assistant, someone to help you out. I have found that when we need to do a topical or even for oral medications with cats, um, you can do what we call make a kitty burrito. Uh-huh. So you kind of wrap the kitty up in a towel. Okay. And it helps to keep the legs somewhat immobile. You can kind of hide the, the head at the opening and just get exposure to the neck area. For some cats, that can actually calm them because they don't feel like they're vulnerable. Yeah. Um, so that so that's one route to do it. For if we're just applying a you know a flea tick topical, a lot of times you can just by kind of using a gentle scruffing with your fingers, you'll get exposure and you can create like a little line of where you'll see the skin, and just apply your flea topical in that area. Or for some cats, I like to go l- less stress, <laughs> and you can do this by just letting her sit and do her own thing. Don't kind of manhandle her. Don't make her feel like she's being restrained. And I just start a little bit back further on the body than the area I'm going to go. And I just push with my finger, and I'm going to move forward up towards the head with just light pressure. And by doing that, you'll see, you know, where the skin meets the hair. And just kind of slowly do that, and you'll have a a little line where you can apply the topical with very minimal restraint. Um, So I don't know if either of those approaches, and I have my own cat. I used to do this with him. Um, little ladies' hair clips, you know, the kind you put your hair up with the little uh, jaws. Yeah. It it actually would induce my cat to almost like a kitten-like state where, you know, mama cat grabs him by the scruff of the neck and they relax. So for him, that was actually something that I could do things to him by just putting this very gently, you know, nothing barbaric here, but very gently on the scruff of his neck and he would relax and just not move. Huh. what does a hair grabber look like? Um, you, you know when ladies take their hair and instead of putting in a ponytail, mm-hmm. they have a big clip in the back of their head? Yeah. <laughs> um, those are the kind of things that we're looking at. So aren't they called sh- alligator clips? And no. S- oh, well, they, they aren't? Alligator clips are roach clips. Okay. Well these, well, these are real tiny ones. Some are even like, you know, less than an inch long. They're about an inch long that you can find real tiny little hair clips. Okay. Yeah. Mine are a little bigger. I have, you know, long hair, but, mm-hmm. um, and, and usually an older one. So for the ones that I have that are about ready to be thrown away, those would be the best. You don't want one that's going to be too tight or too, you know, too firm that it's going to really grab the fur. Okay. Well, I appreciate your help. Thank you. Hey, thank, All right. Good luck with that. Thanks, okay. Walter. If you have any more questions, you can call back. Walter is listening on WSCW out of Charleston, West Virginia. Thanks, guys, for listening over there. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by Brilliant Pad, the world's first self-cleaning dog potty. It automatically replaces a soiled pad with a fresh one so your home stays clean and odor-free. With Brilliant Pad, you never have to see, touch, or smell the yuck again. Learn more at BrilliantPad.com. And thanks, Brilliant Pad, for underwriting Animal Radio. Hi, friends. This is Dr. Marty Becker, America's Veterinarian. After a traumatic experience at the veterinary office, have you ever thought to yourself... 
there has to be a better way. When your veterinarian is fear-free certified, you'll find your pet's vet visit is safer, more comfortable, and actually enjoyable. Your dog will go from shaking in the lobby to pulling you into the exam room with a wagon tail, and your cat will be purring inside the carrier. To find a certified fear-free veterinarian near you, go to fearfreepets.com. You're listening to Animal Radio. Find us at animalradio.com. Log on, learn more. This is an Animal Radio News Update. I'm Lori Brooks. California Governor Jerry Brown has signed the Pet Rescue and Adoption Act into law. It's official, making California the first to have such a law that is statewide. Now, 33 cities and counties in the state already have local bans on the retail sale of puppy mill dogs and cats in local pet stores. But now, starting January 1st of 2019... Dogs, cats, and rabbits even will arrive at pet stores there, already vaccinated and spayed or neutered, and it will also become a criminal offense in California then for pet stores to sell any pet unless they have come from a shelter or a rescue. And pet stores who violate the law can be fined $500 for each animal that is sold that is not a rescue animal. Now, as one animal advocacy group described it, The law will spare tens of thousands of animals who are killed every year in shelters because of a lack of space and available homes. It is also pretty much a a big devastating blow to puppy mills and some backyard breeders that have been breeding purebred animals for profit, uh, a lot of them without much concern for the health and future well-being of the animals that they sold. Mm. And by the way, the biggest opposition to that new California law, first of its kind, came from... The American Kennel Club, or the AKC, and the California Retailers Association. Uh, you know, in, in theory, it seems like a good law, but I think what will happen is there will be an underground movement to sell these animals from puppy mills. And then puppy mills may create rescues and shelters where they can move the puppies from the puppy mills into the shelters so that they're legally following the law and a loophole for the law. I don't know if this will work, but it's, it's good in theory. I think we're already seeing a loophole. It's called Craigslist. And you don't have to be a pet store to sell an animal online. And uh, I think this is where we're going to see a lot more of that, too. Yep. Mm-hmm. Now, Americans plan to spend, any guesses, on uh, Halloween costumes for their pets this year? Go ahead, take a guess, each of you. Lots of money. $100,000. No, that's too low. A million dollars. Two Collectively million. across the whole country? Uh, Two million. Yeah. $440 million. Oh, come on. What? On, on, no, on really. pet costumes? On Halloween costumes for their pets this year. Holy moly. Now, yeah, that is according to the National Retail Federation. And it's really more of a dog thing than a cat thing to dress up for Halloween. But both dogs and cats, you will see them dressed up, whether they like it or not, of course. Cats are obviously known to not like wearing anything, and they usually immediately sprint away in an awkward and sideways kind of run, trying to get that costume off. Uh, Looking back, it was just about seven years ago that American consumers spent $220 million on pet costumes. So the figure doubled in seven years. But if you look back, I mean, really, Halloween has just exploded in every direction. Now they say more than 28 million pet owners say that they plan on dressing up their pets. The most popular costumes this year, pumpkins, hot dogs, lions, pirates, and bumblebees. 
And by the way, if you're still in search of a pet costume, PetSmart has some on clearance already. But, you know, that they do everything early. They started selling them back in August. So now what about those who have pets and children, okay, two- and four-legged kids, who also decorate their house and hand out candy for Halloween? Those people will be spending on average um, $86.13 total for the holiday this year. A record $9.1 billion. Wow. Can you imagine that? Will be the grand total in Halloween spending for 2017 or 2017. And finally, for those, and I have friends who call it this time of year, the holidays instead of, you know, holidays, Halloween. Uh-huh. Uh, so, you know, those of you who love the holidays, 71% plan to hand out candy. Half will decorate their home or their front yard. Nearly half, 48%, will be wearing costumes. 46% will be carving a pumpkin. 35% will throw or go to a party. 31% will take their kids trick-or-treating. It's kind of funny that that is so low on the list. 23% will visit a haunted house. And only 16% will be dressing their pets in costume. Pretty amazing. That's a lot. That's a lot of pissed-off pets. <laughs> Mostly cats. I don't think dogs hate it too much, but boy, you know, we'll have to ask Jackson Galaxy. Yeah. I'm Lori Brooks. Get more breaking animal news anytime you need it. We've got it at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update. Get more at AnimalRadio.com. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. It gives me great honor to present to you the dog father, Joey Volani, on Animal Radio. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? Good. Where Where are you today? No, let I'm me guess. Let me guess. Go ahead. Mozambique. No, not Mozambique. No. No, no. Okay. Just uh, throwing it out there. I'm, I'm actually on my stomping grounds in New Jersey um, um, today. Where it's getting cold back here, you know. Can't wait to come back out west. Um, oh, good. Do you have a tip for us today? This is one which relates to an article that was um, published. I'm going to say about a month ago about a, a pet, pet groomer that um, was very abusive to a pet, mm. according to the article. But you know, nothing's been proven yet. The pet died in the groomer's care. The groomer was turned in by one of her employees, um, was incarcerated, and um, bail was put up. But, of course, when something like this goes out there, it rains havoc all over the industry where every pet groomer in the world is bad. And I want to discuss what you need to look for when you bring your pet to a pet groomer. Remember one thing. You're bringing it into a profession, which I don't say proudly, is not policed and regulated okay so that being said anyone could become a pet groomer even you could Hal, and you could open up (laughs) and um take someone's pet and not have any formal training but if you're just going there with your pet ask a couple of questions have you been to school and most groomers haven't and i wouldn't you know shy away from because they haven't because some of the most experienced pet groomers i know never went to school Ask them how long they've been in business, what their training is. Do they have repeat education? Because that's important. Ask 
to see the back of the salon. Go in and look. Does it look clean? Does it smell clean? How do the groomers look? Do they look professional or are they standing there in jeans and T-shirts grooming? It's that whole thing. If you wouldn't have your hair done there, don't leave your pet. Don't leave your pet. If you have an inkling that something is not right, don't leave your pet there. Ask all the questions you need to to feel comfortable. And if the groomer does not want to answer them, go to somebody else. They can't wear jeans, huh? Well, I'm going to tell you why. Um, I I was really, really a stickler on uniforms because hair sticks to it. Now, do I want to see somebody with hair all over themselves that is going to ask me for their pet and look like a trained professional? They need to look like a trained professional because if they are, at least you know that they are investing in their careers. Now, I'm not saying a groomer that wears T-shirts and jeans isn't good and isn't a professional, but you want to know something? It's not telling me anything really good about them, okay, with my first impression. They should look like a professional. A veterinarian looks like a veterinarian. A pet groomer should look like a pet groomer. A construction worker should look like a construction worker. You know, you see where I'm going with it? Yeah. How do you dress when you go in? I'll be honest with you. I have grooming pants on, and I have a grooming smock that looks like a black um, shirt. So when you see me, you think that I'm going out for Friday night. What about, like, when we come home from the groomers? What are some of the signs that maybe it wasn't great a great place to go? The biggest sign is this. If you didn't have drastic change in the haircut, now what are my drastic, drastic changes? If a dog is in bad shape and it had to be cut down real short, dogs are going to respond sometimes in a negative manner. They're going to go in the house and they're going to hide and they're not going to want to see you and they're going to feel shy. Okay, that a lot of times is because of the drastic change. They know there's a change, they don't know what it is. But if your pet just has a routine haircut and comes home, and is acting weird, and is acting shy, and when you go to um, pick the pet up, and, and before you get your hands on the floor, it's whimpering because they're afraid that you're going to hurt them. I, that is the telltale sign. Maybe something good did not happen in the salon. Now, it might be absolutely nothing, but it couldn't hurt to call up your pet groomer. And you know what? A pet groomer shouldn't get defensive about it. They should explain to you, say, no, you know, we, we, we had no problems here. But sometimes, you know, people will get defensive on it. And as soon as you get defensive, that's when my antenna would go up because there's no reason for it. Do you ever have anybody come in and say, hey, listen, we'd like you just to meet our pet? I know I do this with veterinarians before I take them to a veterinarian. I'll, I'll bring them in for a little visit, see how the veterinarian takes care of them and talks to them and treats them. Absolutely. Um, and, and it's important. You know, in, in my class, we talk about greeting the client first, okay, when, when they come in. But before we greet the client, we greet their pet. Okay, we want you to know that we care about your pet more than anything else. That's first and foremost when you come into my care. Okay. Joey Volani, the dog father here on Animal Radio. If you'd like to talk to him, toll free, 1-866-405-8405 right now. This healthy serving of Animal Radio is brought to you by the Grain Free Red Barn Naturals, canned food for dogs and cats. It's always made in the USA with natural, functional ingredients to support your pet's optimal health. Learn more over at redbarninc.com. And thank you, Red Barn, for underwriting Animal Radio. This is Animal Radio, baby. People say less is more. At Red Barn, we think less is better. It's what you won't find that sets our natural premium pet food apart. No byproducts, no corn or soy, no fillers. Just the natural ingredients your pets need to live the healthy life they deserve. Look at the label. We want you to. Red Barn Naturals Pet Food. Simply the best. Find it in your local pet specialty store. 
Try our chicken rolled food as a meal or shred it as a topper. You're listening to Animal Radio. Find us at AnimalRadio.com. Log on, learn more. This is Animal Radio. This portion of Animal Radio is underwritten by Brilliant Pad, the world's first self-cleaning dog potty. It automatically replaces the soil pad with a fresh, clean one so your home stays odor-free. You never have to touch, see, or smell yucky pads again. You can learn more over at BrilliantPad.com. And thank you, Brilliant Pad, for underwriting Animal Radio. Grab your animals, bring around the radio. We are going to bless your animals. Or better said... Dr. Reverend Capers will bless them. Doctor, welcome back to the show. How are you doing? It's wonderful to be on Satellite Radio Worldwide with you guys. And you know, I absolutely am just honored to be able to bless all of the animals on your broadcast who listen to you faithfully every day and every week. Well, now, before we do that, how are the animals? Well, you know, we lost Hope Angel oh. um, a year ago, unfortunately, but it was his time to go, and it's all right, but we got a little bird, a Spanish a parrot, and her, her name is uh, Janius, and believe it or not, Janius is the reincarnation of my godbrother, Michael Moultrie, who passed wow. away. Wow. Now, how do you know that? Because he told me. <laughs> okay. He said he, said he was the reincarnation. Okay. <laughs> I, that makes sense. Yes, he did. He, you know what? I speak parakeet. You do speak parakeet. Speak, yes, I do speak parakeet. I did not know that. And, you know, if you, yes, if you're telepathic, you can speak all animal languages. Oh. And since that the doctor is telepathic, of course, I go to the San Diego Zoo all the time to speak to the orangutans and and to the beautiful monkeys and to the giraffes. I try to do at least once a week or once every other week. Oh, now, that do is they great. speak back to you? Of course they do what the social ones do, and of course, just like people, we have some who don't like to speak at all. So we have some antisocial animals that just don't want anything to do with us, huh? But you know what? It's funny because we think that animals, just because they're animals, that they should be allowed to speak. And now as an animal psychotherapist and clairvoyant, you know, a lot of people bring their beautiful children, animals, to me, and I work out those issues with them all the time. Uh, animal psychotherapy, like what kind of issues are they dealing with? Oh, she feeds me the wrong kind of food. I don't like what she feeds me, and she eats better than I do. Ah. Uh, she doesn't take me out for enough walks, or he doesn't seem to hold me and pet me, but he he does more for someone else than he does for me. You know, the same problem. The, the same. Have the same problem as children, as adults do. The same mother issues I have, probably, that, that whole thing. Of course. You weren't petted it's enough as a child, real. Hal? It's very real. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Hal wasn't petted enough as a child. I, I wasn't oh. spanked enough as a child. That was my problem. How is that true? I think it I mean, is. Are you telling me the truth there? Well, yeah, you, you're, you, you can know. read. You know, you well, know exactly you, what I'm thinking, right? And you've known Hal for a long time. Yeah, I was just thinking, you oh know. Oh, my God. How, how many years has it been? Is it 25 years or more? I was thinking 27 years we've known each other. Oh, Hal, you're believe- so absolutely correct. I remember when you were first young in the business, and we used, I used to be on your show almost every week, and I, kn- I just loved and adored doing your show. I mean, you were always so great, and I had so much fun for so many years, and I, I just want to express that to you. Thank you well, so now, much how for come you sound on so, your show. How come you sound like you're getting younger, and I sound like I'm getting older? <laughs> well, that's because I'm engaged to be married, and my wow. fiance is 25 years younger. Oh, wow. Yeah. Good going, yeah. thumbs up. Oh no, 20 goes into 60, a hell of a lot more than 60 ends at once. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Oh, very good. Okay. On that note, I think it's about time we bless those animals. We have all the animals around yes, here in the studio. I, I'm looking forward to blessing the animals. I was thinking about St. Francis today as uh, I was thinking about your show, that the importance of blessing the animals is so important because they have souls and they need the blessings and our blessings and, and to give so much love to them. So if I can begin the prayer right now, I would be grateful. Please do. We're all ready. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, here we go. Here we go. God, we ask that you stretch out your hands and move by your wonderful spirit today. And bless each and every one of our animal children. Those who are greatly loved, and God, those who aren't as loved as much as they need, we ask that those get more love and we ask that you bless every dog and every cat and every bird and and every other animal that we haven't mentioned today and as you're blessing we ask that you touch them from the top of the head down to the soles of the feet shield and protect them and spirit of most high god we ask that you dispatch angels from the north south east and west and surround our baby animals today and let them know that they're well loved and we love them so graciously. And for doing these things, God, we're so grateful. We give you the honor, the glory, and all the praises for each and every one of the blessings of the animal children that you've given us. To God be the glory. Amen. Oh, yes, I love it. Ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Reverend Capers, Blessing Our Animals. Is there a website where we can uh, find more about you? Oh, yes, you can go to drjamescapers.com. We'd love to hear from you or give me a call at 619-280-0778. Now, don't forget, if you need a pet psychologist, I'm available. Our pet psychic, I'm available, although I'm clairvoyant. But we're here to service all of your needs. And we just want you to know we just have so much love for all of you. And God bless you all. I'm going to put all that information up over at the website at AnimalRadio.com. Dr. Capers, thank you once again. We will hopefully speak to you before next year. I hope so, and I would love to be on your show anytime. Now, if you have any pet problems, any parents who are having problems with their pet, you can, we can get me on the line with them, and we can straighten it out on your show. Bye now. Always now Reverend Capers wears a lot of hats, huh? He does yeah, wear a lot of hats. Fun. He sounds fun. He's a good, he, good, good, he has good energy around him. No kidding. He does. And a woman, 20... 25 years is senior, junior, junior. 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 Yeah. Now, wow. I hate him now. <laughs> now I hate him. Hi, Joanne Worley on Animal Radio. Hello. And please spay and neuter your pets. As a matter of fact, spay and neuter your friend's pets also. What a good idea. Admit it. You love your dog, and he is part of the family. So when choosing your next vacation... Don't forget Fido. With just a little planning, the entire family can enjoy a road trip. To find the best vacation spot for Spot, subscribe to Fido Friendly, the travel and lifestyle magazine for you and your dog, where each issue includes hotel and destination reviews, where both you and Fido are welcome. Go online to FidoFriendly.com and find out what all the barking's about. Celebrating the connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio. Featuring your dream team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White and groomer Joey Villani. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. And if you can see me now, you'd see that I'm now drinking kombucha. 
which is uh, Dr. Debbie, you turned me on to this last week. I thought it Good was probably for the most. You. Well, you know, when it originally came out, they had some pretty nasty flavors, but this is this is sort of like a chai tea flavor. Yeah, I, I tried here. it. It was pretty it's pretty good. good. A little little bubbly. Little, and, it is. I yeah. like it, and I, I actually feel a lot better now. So thank you for uh, turning me on to the kombucha. There's so many different oh. flavors out there. They are, and they're fun, you know? And then, you know, we talked about this doggy kombucha thing, so we're going to have yeah. to quit really work on this. I think so. <laughs> uh, certainly the market is ready for it. It's a $69 billion a year market, the pet sector. Jeez. People are spending money like crazy. We just learned on costumes. They spend half, almost half a billion. Half a billion dollars on costumes Jeez. for their pets. That is, that's, that's just nuts. That blows me away. That's it isn't nuts. Wait, Lori, don't no, call no, me no, crazy. No, I, I, <laughs> I'm just saying is, is like we were talking when we were off the air a, mi- a bit ago and I said, that's, that's doubling an industry doubling itself in only what, 10 years or seven years. Seven years. Yeah, that's pretty incredible. Seven years. They went from 220 wow. million to 440. That's a, well, that's a great stock tip, friends. It sure is. And you know what? People love their animals. And I love dressing mine up. And I think I've told you guys that I have this whole closet filled with my pet costumes. I've told you that before. Yes. Um, so they're all stored away nicely in the original plastic bags with the IDs. And so if I want this year, um, Nikki can be a pumpkin because I already have one in my repertoire. Or she can be a little genie because I have that one too. Um, and then I also have the skeleton. Um, she's also been a doctor. She's a boss has been a veterinarian. Um, I, I've got them all. So <laughs> <laughs> That is hysterical. If you want to see some great costumes, check out our Facebook page where we're having a costume contest for pets right now. And still, you have plenty of time to get your pet uploaded, or the picture of your pet. Don't upload your pet. That would hurt. But yeah. upload the pictures of your pet to our Facebook page for a big prize package. We have one for cats and one for dogs. And uh, let's see. Oh, coming up this hour, Jackson Galaxy will be joining us. You know, I've always wondered what it's like at his house. You know what I mean? I mean, we hear everybody, him. Everybody, all the cats are perfect and relaxed and everybody you, gets along. Do you think he has cats? He may not even I have. He may be so sick and tired of cats. Daddy's yeah, got to have cats. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll find out this hour right here on Animal Radio. Uh, Lori, what are you working on over there in the newsroom? Well, for everybody who is an animal lover and looking for love, I'll tell you two more ways that that is being expanded on online. Let's go to the phones. Toll free 1-866-405-8405. This portion of Animal Radio is underwritten by Vetra Science. Give your pets the extra support they need. From Glycoflex joint support to composure for pet stress, Vetra Science has the supplements for all of your pet's needs. Thanks, Vetra Science, for underwriting Animal Radio. And we go to Moika. Is it Moika? Am I pronouncing your name right? You're pronouncing it correctly. How are you doing today? Oh, well, been better. <laughs> You've been better. I'm sorry to hear that. Well, oh, no, it's just um, the bad one. That's what I call her. Have gotten worse again. Oh, no. What I did. Oh, well, well, tell us the story. What's going on? Um, I, I was a failed foster, and I knew when I got her that she was a little snappy and nervous. But she was okay as a foster. Of course, they were separate from my other dog, who was seven years older and blind. And at the time, that's the only problem she had. So failed foster, I decided to keep her. And she started growling when she was on the couch with me. 
when she was on the bed with me, and then I heard, oh, nope, put her down, don't let her up there without your permission. So I did that, and they were okay for, I'd say, a good year or two. Okay. Recently, I've, I'm working longer. My son, who used to take them out during the day, he's working, so he's not able to do it. The blind dog has now got tons of other problems, so in the morning... I'm waking up, I'm giving her three medications, orally three medications, you know, in her eye, and then the same thing at night, too. So it, I guess she's getting more attention or something. I don't know. But okay. now the failed foster is just, she's growling, she's lunging every time she walks near her. So if the older dog walks near the foster dog, that's when she is attacking or vice versa yeah. when... Okay. And is she attacking her when you're applying the medications at that time? No. She's, um, it's just when she's walking by, if they're laying on the, if she's laying on the pad on her bed and she's walking around, she's now in the habit of just circling. And it's really kind of distressing to see her just walk and walk and not lay down for a few minutes. But if your older dog is, so. So growl. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Well, I mean, it sounds like this has been a complicated situation for a while. And sometimes when there is a health change in one pet, it can alter the dynamics in the household. So, um, say, for instance, if your dog suddenly became blind, that can make the... Uh, the foster dog, very um, unsettled because sometimes um, pets with disabilities, whether they don't hear, don't see well, or if they have mobility issues, their movements can be a bit erratic and um, not the typical um, um, behavior cues that they use to read and say, okay, you know, this dog's coming up to me. He's not a threat to me. Um, so that yeah. can be altered. So you need to be very vigilant when you have a pet that is having health issues because that can definitely um, trigger um, an aggressive bout. So if your foster dog has a problem with the other dog, we, we have two things that we, we would want to do. One, I would never leave these two alone, um, oh, unattended. Um, okay. The risk of injury, if you're not around, could be substantial. Now, there are some okay. dogs that the um, aggressive bouts may be more when the human is around. And in those cases, then we want to really work very hard at um, reaffirming those good behaviors, those deferential behaviors. So we used to say that, you know, we, we always reward the dominant dog. And that's not the case. We don't reward dominance in the sense of um, anxiety or aggression. What we do want to reward is we want to reward calm behaviors and kind of use that as a, a marker that this you're going to get affection or you're going to get treats if you're behaving in a calm way. So if we start to see any visual cues that either dog is becoming aggressive, you know, we've got um, very stiff body posture, ears are back, the tail is held red, red, red high up. Um, in the one case of your one dog, if we have direct eye contact, those right. can be cl- clues to you that we have an anxious dog and you have the potential for a bomb to go off. You need to redirect that dog and and show them into a, a down, a sit, a calm posture, and then reward that. 
So that puts a lot of challenge in your shoulders because you're going to have to be uh, foreseeing those kind of episodes. Um, but there are often problems we'll see with aggression when they have to go through a physical space, a hallway, um, going through a door. And that, too, right. you need to anticipate that and make sure you maintain physical control of both dogs during that time or to assist so that we don't have an altercation in, in that situation. Um, so, oh, wow. yeah, because I, I don't know. I think the other one who's who's blind. I think she's losing her hearing too. Because yeah. it, I used to come home, they would both run to me. Now the blind one kind of just is laying on her bed and not giving up until I go over to yeah. her yeah. and say, "I'm home." So I'm like, "Okay, this is a, a problem. She's losing her hearing. She's lost her sight, and now this dog is attacking her." And yeah, well, that's terrifying. I mean, if you couldn't see and you can't hear well and then something comes out and nails you, that's a horrible thing to go through. So I think you really, this is where you need to be able to physically separate these guys and supervise their um, interactions. And it may mean working with the um, the foster dog separately. And if you don't have, if she doesn't have good command um, or, or, or good skills when it comes to following your lead, when it's down, sit, come, then um, you need to work on that privately without the other dog around. And that should be something she should master. Um, You know, and it's not necessarily, we say a command, but that kind of makes it sound like, you know, we're, do this, do that. We want her to listen to you and for her to learn to be calm and you will get good things. Um, And that may be something when the other dog comes around, if she's behaving calmly. If she's got her ears back and she's growling, you don't want to reward her. You don't want to say, good girl. Um, So it's more than just allowing the other dog nearby. You want to make sure she's behaving in an appropriate way. So I know that's hard. So you you may need to, you know, work with um, a lot of times with these problems with aggression, you need to work with a trainer or with an assistant, somebody else who can help you because working with two dogs in an aggression situation can be tough. Um, So you need to make sure you keep uh, control of the aggressor and then someone may need to help um, keep the blind and hearing impaired dog um, under physical control just so they don't get into a situation. So Okay. Well, I'm going to try that like tonight because she's sitting next to me with the muzzle on now. Oh, okay. And I know she's unhappy, but that's the only way I know to keep her safe. Mm. Yeah. Well, and, and dogs don't have to be unhappy wearing a muzzle. You can train a dog to wear a muzzle and have it be a um, a positive thing. So it just takes time. So if you just throw a muzzle on, yes, it can be seen as a, um, a sense of punishment. But if you put peanut butter on it and they get used to it, um, then it becomes their own. So it doesn't have to be um, something a tool that is um, a punishment. So don't think of it that way, or you're going to approach the situation in the wrong way right, in your mindset. Exactly. Yep. 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 Think positively. <laughs> well, good luck with things. Thanks for your call, Monica. We appreciate it. Toll free, 1-866-405-8405 to reach out to Dr. Debbie. This portion of Animal Radio is underwritten by Vetra Science. Just like their owners, pets get older. Their joints stiffen up and jumping for joy suddenly becomes more difficult. Glycoflex hip and joint supplements from Vetra Science help to support joint health in your pet. Thanks, Vetra Science, for underwriting Animal Radio. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. This is Greg Biffle on Animal Radio, and remember to spade and neuter your pets. 
Those big, scary storms can be terrifying for your pet. And we know that when they're stressed, so are you. Take good care of your buddy with VetraScience Composure. VetraScience Composure helps ease anxiety for pets caused by storms, travel, and owner separation. It won't sedate them, and your pets will love the taste. Also, try our Glycoflex for hip and joint health, as well as multivitamins and probiotics. Find VetraScience supplements at your local pet store, Petco, or your vet. Learn more at VetraScience.com. Hey, this is Nicole Sullivan on Animal Radio. Please spay and neuter your pets, please. You're listening to Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. It's Animal Radio celebrating the connection with our pets. Moments away from Jackson Galaxy and about 10 minutes away from a quick check of our news with Lori Brooks. What are you working on over there? I'm loving this woman in Italy who asked her employer for two days off from work to care for her sick dog. And they said no. Huh? And we'll tell you what happened next. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> About a little over a month ago, we gave out a dozen brilliant pads. Those are the self-cleaning automatic potties for your dog. And I think we should check in and find out how the dogs are training to it. Well, hello, Sherry. Well, hello. Doing very well. Calling to check in to see how the Brilliant Pad's going. You have Ruby, Sophie, and Ivy. And uh, last time we were checking in, one of them was perhaps taken to it. Yeah, actually, you know, what I ended up doing was they we have a couple of outdoor rugs. And um, so they tend to like these going potty on these little outdoor rugs. So in order to encourage them to get on it, I just took a, a bigger piece of the rug and I put it on top of it and then... I started to shrink it. We're down to probably about a third left of the of the brilliant pad that, uh, of the rug, so you can see about two thirds of the brilliant pad. And uh, it seems to be working great. They they recognize the rug, so they go right on it. And my littlest one, Sophie, she's still a little frightened of it. It's still a big gray monster to her, but she's gone on it a couple of times. But we're still working on her. Wow, that sounds awesome. That does. Yeah, it's going really well. Yeah, that's kind of what I had to do when I got my dog used to it, is used a piece of artificial grass she was used to and then slowly reduce it till there was nothing left. Mm-hmm. And then now she just automatically gets on it and does her business. Has it changed your life at all? Well, it, it means that I don't have pads all the way around my house. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Less for me to change, that's for sure. Now it's just a button. Do you smell any anything? Or does it, uh... Nothing. It's really good with that. It It takes away... You know, you'd come in the house and you'd like, uh-oh, and now once I roll it up, it's, it's the scent is gone immediately. So have you changed a roll yet? Yes, yeah. yeah. And what did you, my second roll. What did you think when you took the roll out? Was it messy or stinky or anything? It was a little heavy, heavier than the other ones, but other than that, no, uh-uh. Well, great. Oh, that's awesome. So we just need Sophie to, to come over to this side. Yeah, well, Sophie doesn't know she's a dog, so that's going to take a while. <laughs> oh, maybe the other dogs can teach her. I hope so. Well, Sherry, we'll check in in a couple of weeks, and hopefully Sophie will have taken to it by then, okay? Okay. Take care. Thank you. Bye-bye. And let's check in with Lisa. Hi, Lisa. How are you? I have some good news to report. Yeah, okay. We love it. (laughs) Yes. She peed on it. Well, that's a good sign. Yes. Yes, it is. Now, we're still working on the pooing, Uh but, um, but, you know, little steps. That small progress. That'll be next. So I'm really proud of her. Can you smell it at all? No, uh-uh. I can't smell anything. Okay. 
It sounds like we're about halfway there. We are. Getting there. Okay. I'm going to check back in with you in a couple of weeks, okay? Okay. That sounds good. Give Molly a big old hug from all of us. I will. I will. Thank you. Hello, Animal Radians. It's Robert Semro, your Pet World Insider, here with this week's Animal Radio List. Five reasons Halloween can be the scariest holiday for your pet. Halloween is all about escaping from reality for a night and having a fun time with your family and friends. However, there is one family member that should not be subject to the Halloween activities, and that's your pet. That's right, for many pets, Halloween is the most scary and dangerous holiday there is. For your pets, there are fewer nights more confusing and bewildering to them. So let's bewitch you with some things to consider. Let's start with the costumes, people, and pet costumes. On Halloween, people get dressed up in a variety of costumes, from fantasy to sci-fi to horror-inspired and more. This alone is confusing for our pets, who aren't sure what the heck happened to their favorite neighbor, who now resembles a zombie and is acting like one, too. Then there are the pet costumes, and let's admit it, the costumes for pets have gotten much better, much more comfortable, and much cuter than ever before. However, that still doesn't change the fact that most pets don't wear clothing on a regular basis. So if your pet is not enjoying being dressed up like your favorite movie character, let them be all natural for the Halloween festivities. Next up is the constant pounding on the door and the ringing of the doorbell. Your pets are convinced that the whole world is coming to take over your house. For some pets, it's their mission to protect their home and their beloved family from strangers, especially these wild and crazy-looking ones that keep showing up with bags in hand and demanding treats. Every pet knows that you can't just demand a treat. You have to earn it, and knocking on a door is not a trick to them. Speaking of treats, the treats handed out on Halloween are especially unsafe for your pets. Chocolates, candies, and more are not safe for pets and can cause serious injuries if ingested by that curious pet who thinks they've earned a wrapped treat since they've been alerting the family to these costume intruders all night long. For many people, Halloween is also about the decorations. For pets, this is just one more area of potential danger that's enticing to that curious pet. From candles to ingestible objects and more, decorations need to be pet safe if you're going to have them in an area that's within reach of them. Finally, Halloween is an overwhelming holiday for pets. The costumes, the constant intruders, the confusing sights and sounds, it can make a pet stress out and even lash out. We don't need a door dash or worse yet, a show of force from your mild-mannered pet who is triggered by that scary clown costume. Keep your pet safe this Halloween. It might be all fun and games to you, but give your pet the night off. Share your pet Halloween thoughts on our Animal Radio Facebook page. You're listening to Animal Radio. Find us at AnimalRadio.com. Log on, learn more. Hi, this is Justin Tyler Ferguson from Modern Family. I'm on Animal Radio. Adopt a pet. We can't tell you why canine caviar is the only alkaline-based dog food. But we can tell you, alkaline is proven to minimize the risk of renal failure and pancreatitis, reduce scratching, cellular degeneration, and disease, keeping your furry friend youthful and healthy longer. And those are the reasons we can fit into this short commercial. But by visiting caninecaviar.com, you'll see exactly what we do to make a better food for your dog. Try the one and only alkaline dog food risk-free. Canine Caviar. 
This is an Animal Radio News Update. I'm Lori Brooks. An Italian college professor has won the right to sick pay from her employer after she took some time off work to care for her dog. Now, let me tell you what happened. She only asked for two days leave. Now, mind you, this is in Italy. But she had to ask for the leave because her dog needed some round-the-clock medical supervision for a few days before it could have surgery. So... Her employer, an Italian university, refused the request, and she appealed. So luckily, she did get some really good legal advice and was advised to let the employer know that Italy's penal code prohibits the abandonment of pets and that keeping an animal in conditions that might cause it to suffer is a crime in Italy, punishable with jail time or a hefty fine. So, hearing that, yes, the university reconsidered the case, and they ruled in the woman's favor, granting her the leave that she wanted, which is traditionally granted only for workers who are dealing with serious personal or human family problems. Uh, By the way, all of this ended happily. The dog mom got to stay home, and the dog has survived the surgery and is doing well. Maybe you're in the market for some new pet furniture. I can always you know, use new pet furniture. There's so many new crafty things out there these days. And now IKEA has launched their very first collection of furniture designed especially for pets. Oh, my God. It's called, I can't put a Swedish accent on it. It's called Lurvig, L-U-R-V-I-G, which is Swedish for shaggy. And it's a pretty well-rounded collection from what I've seen with just about everything that a pet lover needs and wants, except, of course, good instructions for assembly. (laughs) But... uh, Seriously, the Lurvig line includes uh, pet beds, scratching posts. They've got bags, feeding bowls, and all kinds of toys. And they say um, that all are designed by animal-loving designers with insight, thanks to veterinarians. Yeah, and if you can't put it together, that's okay. The the cattle like the uh, box. The box that came in. (laughs) Good point. Touche. Well, last week, we told you about a new cat video novel that will soon be out in which you can date a cat. Yeah, we got a lot of calls on that, by the way. Yeah, Yeah. I'm not surprised. But today, nothing quite so alarming, but still on the same front lines here. There is a new dating site online that is just for dog lovers. It's called HotDiggity.com. Their slogan is, Where Dog Lovers Find Love. But actually... According to the founder of Hot Diggity, it's really a social dating website for dog lovers. So being a social dating site, that would mean it's more of a place where uh, dog lovers and their dogs, of course, could meet. Um, whether it be for a date or for you know, arranging a doggy play date or just to find a group of dog-loving friends. So it could be a platonic thing. Huh. And on this same subject, go ahead. No, that's okay. It was just a huh. Um, on the same subject, uh-huh. October Films, which is an independent production company. They're based in London and New York. They are said to be in the early stages of putting a pilot together for a new show called Puppy Playdate. Aww. So there's a little dog love going on there, too. And, in fact, uh, I hear they put out a casting call on social media recently looking for a single dog owner, or as many as they could find, in London. Um, but the show will feature, they say, all breeds, personalities, and backgrounds, no discrimination. Uh, we'll keep you posted on that. Huh. Sounds fun. Mm-hmm. I'm Lori Brooks. Get more breaking animal news anytime at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update. Get more at AnimalRadio.com. 
You're listening to Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. It's Animal Radio celebrating the connection with our pets. Toll free, 1-866-405-8405 to reach out to the Dream Team. And we'll go back to the phones in just a couple of seconds. But first, we have Jackson Galaxy joining us. How are you doing, Jackson? Glorious. How are you doing? Splint, you have a new book out. This is great. It's it's like Total Cat Mojo is what it's called, right? It's it's more than like. Yes, it is Total Cat Mojo, and <laughs> and I'm really really stoked about it. I really am. It's it uh, it is everything I think I know <laughs> in one place. You know, so um, it, it's really it's been a long time coming, and uh, and I'm really I'm actually really proud of it. So I'm I'm. I'm excited. I'm, I'm excited for people to get a hold of it, you know? Well, you're going to have to explain something to me. Inside the book, you have uh, ideas for creating your own mojo map. What is Cat Mojo? Cat Mojo. It's funny because we have a whole chapter also there called KS Moho. And that was uh, <laughs> when I was lecturing in, uh, in, where was I? Oh, in Argentina. And I'm going on and on about Cat Mojo and everything, and I'm running around the stage and sweating, and suddenly there was, like, crickets in the audience, and I realized that nobody had any idea what I was And so the translator says, K.S. Moho. <laughs> so, uh, uh, yeah, I got a clue that, that Mojo, you know, and it derives from this old, old, I guess, slang, and it was in a lot of songs in the 40s and blues songs. And when you talk about getting your mojo working, you got your mojo on, mojo is a sense of, like, inner confidence, inner you know th- that strut that you have that and it's not you're not trying to prove anything to anybody it's 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 all coming from this interior place of you know knowing who you are and where you are and where you belong it's it's the utmost confidence and and uh i always uh, in the book i detail the, the when mojo came to me it was the concept of John Travolta at the beginning of Saturday Night Fever just <laughs> strutting down the street in Brooklyn and you see that look as it you know the camera pans up and there he is holding a slice of pizza looking at the girl who walks down the street that's mojo because you know so it's, he owns Brooklyn it's comfortable in your own skin or in this case it's comfortable in your own fur in your own fur yes it is. and and that is all connected to what I call the raw cat that, you know, we have our cats have this very direct line from the cat sitting on your lap to, you know, the, the cat in the Fertile Crescent tens of thousands of years ago. They are very much the same animal. We haven't messed with them very much, you know. So their, their desire, their primary objective when they wake up every day is to do exactly what that cat did. So as we adjust, as we transition from from a working cat lifestyle which we still are doing into more of an urban pet lifestyle we still have to provide the raw cat what they need um and of course do it in a socially acceptable way so um that's really the the centerpiece of the whole book do you have cats did you just ask me if i have cats yes did you really ask that, Hal? Well, I, I want to know. I want to know about your cats because you know what? Everybody's going to interview you. They're going to they're say, "Okay, tell us about what's in your book, the litter box, and uh, the litter training, right, right. and all of that." I want to know about Jackson Galaxy and the animals that are living at your. Do house. they have Mojo? 
you know what? Some have varying degrees. I have a lot of, uh, not a lot, well, yes, I do. Uh, I have a lot of cats. But, uh, and, and, you know, uh, several of them are either feral, uh, you know, or sort of quasi. Or, so in terms of their mojo, when they're outside, you know, we have our big catio here. And when they're outside in the catio, they have, you know, uber mojo in the house, you know, around feet and arms and legs and whatever. Less so, but we're working on that. And, uh, um, but yeah, everyone has varying degrees of, of mojo, but that's the concept. You know, that's the thing that my house, as well as everybody else's, we have to define what I call the mojito cat, that, that absolute center, you know, it, by who they are in the first place and not who we want them to be, you know. I mean, not every cat is going to greet you at the door and offer you a, a mojito and, and lead you into the house and give you a tour. <laughs> you know, some of them may sit, like, you know, a few of mine will, they, they'll sit on the mantle, watch you walk in, give you a little bit of a blink and let you walk by without any, without any sense of, of fight or flight or anything like that. And to me, that's mojo as well. So you don't have to, but yeah, we have at the moment we have five sort of base cats, right? Those are the cats who who lived here for a long time. We have other cats that are in varying stages of rehab. So I would say right now we have nine cats, three dogs, and a turtle. Mm. And a turtle. Wow. <laughs> what yeah. kind of tortoise? Well, he, uh, our turtle is a he's a little uh, Chinese box turtle named Sammy. We inherited wow. him when my mom passed, and he's 20-something years old and wow. living a high life. Yeah, he's living a good life here. <laughs> if you uh, have a multiple cat household, you often have problems. What kind of problems do you deal with at the Galaxy household? Well, you know, I think that it's the same problems that we all deal with living with anybody, you know, especially when there's a lot of people in a house, is that, you know, we have arguments. We get sick of each other's faces. We, you know, we, we you know, just have moments and i think that that's really all that happens here is that you know there's too many beings like you know this weekend you know a lot uh, two out of the three of our dogs go to daycare on a regular basis because we're both crazy busy and and they're really energetic dogs and on the weekends of course everybody's here and when you've got three dogs nine cats and a turtle and two humans sharing a not so big place you know Stuff happens, um, but it, it resolves very quickly. I mean, the good thing is there's no dispute over territory because of the catio, and we've catified our space and, you know, all the basic stuff. So. We are with Jackson Galaxy. When we come back, I'll have more stupid questions. You're listening to Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. All dogs should eat a pH-balanced alkaline diet. An alkaline diet reduces health risks and can also reduce scratching, shedding, and hot spots. So does this mean you need to check your dog's pH balance? No, because canine caviar has created the first and only alkaline dog food that is pH-balanced. It also has the highest metabolized calories. What does this mean? Your dog needs to eat less. Get a healthier dog and save money with canine caviar products. Find them at your local pet supply store or online at caninecaviar.com. It's Animal Radio celebrating the connection with our pets. And we are with Jackson Galaxy. And we just found out that, yeah, Jackson has cats. Oh, boy. Oh boy. <laughs> and a multiple cat household. No peeing problems? Any uh, inappropriate no. urination? No? No. My dog. 
Your dog. <laughs> got a, we have a dog who really, he started from square one, man. We, we rescued him having never set foot in a house before, and he was like a year and a half old. Wow. So, um, and he's a boy. And, um, and he wasn't neutered and all that. So it's been a slow, frustrating process with him, but wouldn't trade it for the world. But yeah, he's, he's our only key problem in the house at the moment. Who do you turn to for dog help? You know, at the moment, um, you know, I have a new show coming out um, on November 11th. We have a brand new TV cool. show called Cat vs. Dog. And called what? Bad vs. Dog? Cat vs. Oh, dog. dog. Okay. Animal Planet. And um, it's the same basic premise of my show, going to people's houses fixing problems, but this time it's cat problems and dog problems in the same house. And, uh, and so I have a, a, a dog trainer buddy with me named Zoe Sandor, and, and Zoe, I have corralled Zoe to, to help me with my, my little problems in my house, you know, but um, that's what you get for co-starring with me. You get wrangled. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, that's, that's who I'm looking toward right now. I mean, I think that, the, you know, the basic truth is that people are surprised when I have some issues in the house, and, it, you know, I think that everybody who works in our profession will – eventually have that problem because you really can't properly analyze your own family, you know? Oh, you, you, sure. It's the carpenter's yeah. closets or the shoemaker's shoes. I mean, people exactly call us all week right. long for help with their animals, but you come in here, you see we have all kinds of problems. <laughs> the studio animals. Right, or it's like us with our own brains, you know what I mean? You go to therapy or whatever because you got to make sense out of your own brain. <laughs> the human brain can't sit there and analyze itself, you know? So, it's, just, it's yeah, it's the same thing. About. I'm wondering, Jackson, when you have your new show, what a great premise. I love that idea. But isn't it mostly fun, like, yeah. yeah, dogs don't like cats? Or, or, or what other kind of dynamics are you looking at? I think, that, you know, just like with, with My Cat from Hell, I think that, that the, the beauty of doing shows like this, among other things, is being able to, to dispel myths. And honestly, the, the, the myth of cats hate dogs, dog hates cats, Dogs hate cats. It's so silly. Um, and we get to really blow that up. Um, I think one of the funniest parts is that, you know, there's always this running thing between me and Zoe, like, okay, whose fault is it? And let's say sex is always the dog's fault, man. It's always the dog's fault, you know. And uh, it's the cats, you know, uh, it's funny because you walk into the house and they're blaming the cats. And most times the cats are, are not to blame. So that's, that's nice. Being a representative, the representative of those guys, you know, it's nice that they're most of the times innocent. Um, but yeah, no, we get to we get to really take apart what relationships are, and you know, that also is what you know. Besides the whole connection to the raw cat and what Mojo is, the other thing that runs as a thread through the book is the concept of relationship and the the idea that you. You don't have a cat, you know. You are in a relationship with a cat. And the same thing goes with any animal in your life. And, and it's something that I really hammer over and over in the book because it is, I think, one of the most integral shortcomings of humans when it comes to dealing with the animals in their life is 
the concept that give and take exists. You actually have to compromise, just like any other relationship, if you want it to be successful. And uh, that's, you know, the, the, the cool thing about the new show, the new season of, of Cat, you know, the, the, the book itself, is we're really just boring in on relationship. You know, and I love that. I compromise with my cat. She poops on the floor, and I pick it up. <laughs> you know, that's a, that's that is a compromise. But you know, I mean, I think that that it's it's amazing that that we we just don't think about the fact that that the animals are asking for something, and we're just saying no most of the time. You know, or yes, but there's no like in the middle. Um, and cats being barely domesticated, if at all, I think. Uh, you gotta, you gotta bend a little bit, you know. You gotta bend a little bit. I was wondering if you have any ideas for uh, people who might be dressing up their cats in Halloween costumes soon. Please don't. <laughs> <laughs> please, please don't. I have please don't one. Put that... costumes on your animals. I, I, it's one of those real pet peeves for me, so to speak. I, I, I really, I can't stand it. I, I just, I, I, you know, let's let's face facts. I would say ninety percent. Of of our cats, if they had a vote, would vote no, thank you. You know, um, I have but, a cat that yeah. actually likes it. You have a ten percenter. Yes, of I course, do. Of course, of he, course he, you do. I put it. I put a cape on yeah. him, and he struts his stuff. He goes to the door now, and the windows. He thinks he is hot. Why do you think I said 90%? Because I knew one of you guys said, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. But it's true. I mean, look, as long as you can, as long as you can say, yeah, my, my cat loves it, like you just said, hell, go for it. It's just it's so many of them. You know that look on their face in those pictures of that, that sort of shaming look, that kind of like, I don't want to look like a hot dog, you know? <laughs> There's that. Yeah. Not a fan. The book is called Total Cat Mojo, The Ultimate Guide to Life with Your Cat. And Jackson Galaxy is our guest in joining us. If you want to pick up on the book right now, I have 10 copies to give away toll-free at 1-866-405-8405. If you're not lucky enough to get on through, head on over to your favorite bookseller and pick it up. It's Jackson Galaxy's Total Cat Mojo. And check out his show starting, what did you say, November 13th? 11. 11. 11. Uh, November 11th on Animal Planet. Cat versus Dog. We'll put all this information over at animalradio.pet. Jackson, thanks so much for hanging with us today. Anytime, Hal, anytime. Bye. Bye, Jackson. Have yourself a wonderful, safe Halloween. And if you need your fix during the week, visit us over at animalradio.pet. See you later. Bye-bye. Bye. Happy Halloween. This is Animal Radio Network.